I think sometimes we spend too long thinking about like the what ifs and what if I fail rather than thinking on the positives of like what if I succeed and not focusing on that enough. Like honestly, it's, it's nothing's like easier when you just do it. <laughs> sometimes the pain is in actually thinking about it. When you actually get started, like that's when the real fun and magic really happens. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie from the team at Girlfriend and as always, I'm with Alana. Hey, 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 hey. Wow, I didn't know where to stop with the hey, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Each week we'll be bringing you an interview with one of the biggest names in the industry and finding out all of their tips and tricks, but we'll be delving beyond skin deep and finding out how they've learned to embrace their own unique beauty and the story behind the beauty. Yes. And today we're speaking with the total beauty boss. Underline boss. Underline, capitalize, exclamation mark. Bit of italics. (laughs) Iris Smith. She is the incredible brain behind uh, the quick flick and... Beauty fridge. Beauty fridge. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yes. And but first. Yeah. We won't let you guys down. Grails. And our chat. Yes, our Some chat. insights again. From our brains to yours. Mm-hmm. We will impart some, some, I don't want to say knowledge, mm. some information. Wisdom. Wisdom. Th- thank you. Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom. We'll take that. <laughs> something. I'll give you something. <laughs> Whether you want it or not, I'll provide it. Oh, hit me with your grail. My grail this week. So... I'm not officially using dry shampoo anymore. Okay. Ooh, you heard it here first. Because I've bleached and killed my hair, it doesn't get oily anymore because the oil that does come out, my hair just reabsorbs because it's like, <laughs> feed me, feed me. I so, love Blonde Alana. Um, I've been like soaking my hair in oils every night and it's still not getting oily. Like I can easily go seven days without washing my hair and you can't even tell. It's wild. Wild. So... I found a new dry shampoo that's not like it is a dry shampoo officially, but I'm not using it as dry shampoo because sometimes after I haven't washed it for seven days, (laughs) it's not that it's like I don't need a root powder because that's a bit too much sometimes, but I just need a bit of a zhuzh in me ends so that I just fluff myself up. The Alterna Caviar Professional Sheer Dry Shampoo. Oh, professional. It's in like a little bottle but like not I don't like know a, what that is what is that <laughs> it's like this it's like uh it has mm, this is a disastrous explanation out. is it um, like what are we talking about it's aerosol, not aerosol not aerosol it's not aerosol it's like a loose powder that just kind of like the root powders some of the ones that i've shown oh. you that have like the little sh- out the top of it yes, yes. yeah 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 so it's like that and it's amazing it's not as gritty as a root powder yeah yeah and it's not as drying as a normal dry shampoo as a dry shampoo because it's like an anti-aging hair product it's actually kind of hydrating whoa 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 we have to anti-age our hair yes it's gonna i'm saving my hair from going gray no it's not that kind of anti-aging it just doesn't dry it out and make it look all crummy and gross i did not know that i needed to to focus on well now you know jacqueline i'm very worried (laughs) anti-age your body (laughs) but yeah it Keeps it looking like fresh yeah. and it gives you just – it also makes my hair look blonder. Every time I use it, people ask if I've dyed my hair and I'm like, yeah, a month ago. Where have you all been? Keep up. Focus. What is your product, Jackie? <laughs> um, 
Uh, mine is just the complete opposite to yours now, and it's actually making me a little embarrassed. <laughs> but I'm still on my eco warrior train. I'm really loving You're it. On it Jackie. I'm did you always get off? on it, never off. Um, bamboo toothbrushes. <laughs> I know, but it's really important. Toothbrushes are super, super bad for the environment when you think about it. <laughs> think about it. How much plastic are in, like, involved in a toothbrush? Everyone uses one. But it's not single use. You should be using one if you're not, by the way. <laughs> 40% of Americans don't brush their teeth every day. Fun stat for you. On to your grail. Continue. Team. <laughs> um, but... I have been doing some research and a lot of them actually are worse for the environment than a normal plastic toothbrush from like Colgate or any of the other brands that for some reason have all disappeared. Yeah, because they're – this is super eco, but they're harvested from unsustainable bamboo. Basically, you're like killing the pandas. You can't win. worse than the turtles. (laughs) It is. They're more endangered. We love pandas. Pandas are more endangered. Turtles. (laughs) More concerned about the pandas. Anyway, so um, I found this to bamboo toothbrush um, from the brand Grants. Oh, they do the herbal toothpaste. They do the herbal, <laughs> herbal toothpaste. <laughs> Natural toothpaste. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. They've got ones that are mixed with like honey and eucalyptus. Yeah. But it's all like sustainably, you know, farmed and, and all of those sort of eco words that I'm actually not completely up with, to be quite honest. But I am learning. About the education. But I'm struggling with the toothbrushes because they're either too soft for my teeth or they're just like not quite right. Mm. This one's incredible. 10 out of 10. Cannot fault it. And I'm saving the pandas now. Mm, There you go. It's the new thing. Pandas, turtles, what's next? Who knows? Saving the world. You're the next Bindi Irwin. Watch this face. (laughs) Now, we need to also discuss our knowledge for this week. So Alana and I were chatting about what we should speak to you guys about. What do we know about that people want to know about? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we've recently, well, not recently, I think it's kind of been like. It's been a slow burn. Slow burn. Beauty pills. So basically. And powders. And powders. Things that we ingest to benefit our skin. The old gut health for the skin health. Exactly. So um, there are now collagen tablets. There are. My mum actually went and bought some yesterday. That's how you know that it's really, it's a thing now because Helen is out buying collagen pills when she goes to get her groceries. (laughs) So that's how you know it's making it into the mainstream. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory. You take them, they're supposed to reduce like your crow's feet and your wrinkles and give you all round Mm -hmm. glowing skin. It is just wild to me though, because Maybe I'm one of those people that sort of patch a problem, you know. My yeah. skin's dry. I put on moisturizer. If my skin's dry, I wouldn't necessarily reach for a pill or a drink. Yeah. Or a- but it's more from the perspective that your skin is the largest organ Fact. in your body. Yes. And you would take something to reduce cholesterol. You know, you wouldn't just put a moisturizer on for that. You would actually detox your liver <laughs> if you were having liver problems. Yes. There's certain steps that you would take to improve your overall health if an organ was having issues. So if you're constantly having dry skin or you're constantly breaking out, got to treat it from there's the something going on internally that you should probably look at. Totally I mean, a lot of breakouts sense. are hormonal and there's yes. not a lot you can do about that. It's just the way of the world. So mm-hmm. that's kind of one to patch treat. But um, if you Google it, 
Um, you know what? I'm going to put this on our Instagram stories. I'm going to put it in a highlight yes. as a fun fact for people because there is actually a map of your face mm-hmm. that basically explains wherever you're breaking out is linked to a certain part of your body. Yes. So there's certain ones like um, around your chin is hormonal, but mm-hmm. if you're breaking out on your cheeks, there's too much fat in your diet, all of that sort of thing. So by working on your internal gut health, you will be then helping your skins. Yes, and maybe we'll all be popping pills and drinking drinking powders. powders. They say normally say that it takes about a month. Yeah, for okay. the for the actual results to show. But it's the same reason why you should always be drinking water to keep your skin glowing. Yeah, flushing out all the bad stuff, getting rid of the bad juju in your life. You'll be living your best glowy life from inside out. Exactly. But I don't know whether you need powders and pills for that, or is it better to just be eating a healthy lifestyle. What's the tea, Jackie? I don't know. We we need to we need to investigate this. this we will. Would you like to go on a clean life, and I'll go on a pill slash powder? Yes, let's do we'll, that. We'll do a study. There'll be a scientific Watch test. This. We'll report back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Time. let's get into our chat with Iris. Today, ultimate boss Iris Smith is ready to chat all things beauty empire. At just 24, she has changed the beauty world, introducing must-haves like the quick flick and now the beauty fridge. Her business is now worth over a gobsmacking $10 million. So thanks for chatting with us, Iris. No worries. Thanks for having me. Nice intro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's jump back a few years. Um, How did you come up with the idea of the quick flick? Yeah, so quick flick, um, I started working on when I was actually still studying at uni, um, crazily enough. And it was pretty much because I was constantly late to like everything in my life because I just couldn't get my winged eyeliner to work. Oh, we can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, like winged eyeliner has always been like my signature look. Like I don't go anywhere without it. Like I don't care if I'm going to the gym or if it's like a <laughs> night out, like I'm in my winged eyeliner, yeah. you know. Um, and yeah, I was just fed up and I was like, this is the 21st century. Um, surely there's like some product out there that makes this easier. And, um, yeah, sure enough, I had a look and like tried a few like things that claimed to make it easier and they were all horrible, (laughs) which is why I kind of thought, you know, there's a gap in the market. So how about I bring out a product for it? That so that's is how quick came. <laughs> crazy. I'm kind of imagining you on sites like, you know, Wish and all of those really. <laughs> the weird templates for liner. Yeah. yeah. Like filling it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried them all. <laughs> oh, gosh. So how did you sort of settle on this um, like stamp idea just from t- trial and error? Yeah, well, I kind of was looking at other things on the market and like at the time that's kind of when Kylie Jenner became huge with her lip kits Mm. and I was like, this is genius, you know, like no one's ever really done like a lip kit before. It's always been like two separate products um, of like the liner and the lipstick Mm. and then I kind of thought, you know, there's no real like winged eyeliner kit despite winged eyeliner being such a popular look. Yeah. and I tried a few, like, other, like, stampy-style products that you had to, like, dip into ink or, like, paint your, like, felt-tip liner on the stamp and then stamp it. Mm. And I kind of thought it would make so much more sense to have a stamp that's already self-inked, so the liner's inside it. Yeah. Um, and then on the same tool, you've got, like, your felt-tip liner pen, so you're not having to carry around, like, 
multiple different products. Like it's like a all in one sort of thing, you know? Mm. Um, so that's where the whole like winged eyeliner kit sort of evolved from, I suppose. Did you test it out on yourself um, like first before you sent it out to everyone? Were you like the OG guinea pig? Yeah, well, it's funny because no one like really knew that I was starting the business. So, yeah, I was like the only guinea pig really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not test on animals but test it on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, like, I remember when the first like two samples arrived because originally it was only like the two sizes. I like put it on in the bathroom and I was like literally I said out loud I was like wow this actually works like I was so amazed um and yeah I guess yeah rest was history (laughs) so you took the idea onto Shark Tank how was it Mm. presenting your ideas to like on national tv yeah um really nerve-wracking I must say um yeah I well it I prepared quite a while beforehand Um, and I remember, like, I'm pretty sure I still remember my pitch. Like it's just ingrained in my brain (laughs) from practicing it so much. Um, but yeah, it was definitely nerve wracking, I suppose. Um, because it's like, you know, Australia's, you know, most serial entrepreneurs, um, and you watch these shows and they like rip people to shreds and they don't know their numbers. Um, so I just like really made sure I was super prepared before I went in. So I was literally like any question they give me, I'll be able to answer. Um, but yeah, it was definitely nerve wracking. It took a lot of preparation as well, um, to get it right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you came up with that, this idea in 2016, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was 2016. Yeah. That's insane. So did you ever expect it to be this big in three years? Um, to be honest, it's, I get that question a lot. I, I didn't really expect anything at the start, I think. And maybe that's why like it's happened because I didn't like place too hard, like goals or expectations on myself. I sort of just like let the universe do its thing and hope for the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess in some ways I'm not surprised because obviously myself and my team have worked really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen all the hours that we put in. Um, so I'm kind of like, we do deserve the success a little bit. Um, but I am really surprised. I guess I'm surprised in the sense of like how well the product's been received. Like I'm kind of like, wow, you know, there's a serious problem. People can't do their eyeliner. Like (laughs) this is a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just, uh, supposed to help you out, I guess. And now everyone in the world is having the same issue. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's good. I suppose. (laughs) So, You've won beauty awards in Dubai now. So how how is it knowing that your product is on an international level solving people's beauty problems? Mm. No, it's it's really cool, I must say. Um Dubai kind of like sent uh, like um concreted it in for me a little bit. Like I was sort of like wow, like we're, you know, not just in Australia, I suppose. Um we also just got shortlisted for the London Be- beauty awards as well I think that's wow. amazing um so I don't know maybe going to London as well um <laughs> but no it was really cool and I, I think Dubai we sort of had a market a little bit for beforehand as well because um we had beauty influencer Huda Huda Beauty Huda Katan yeah. um who's like my idol <laughs> um she like she doesn't even she doesn't do sponsored posts so she literally just saw the quick flick online um and liked the product Mm. and started using it herself and she wrote like a blog about it and how this was the best eyeliner she'd ever used so that really had already kind of 
yeah, opened a market up in the Middle East already for us. Mm. So it was really cool to get like um, that award in Dubai of all places as well. Um, it was like the cherry on top of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned before too that the um, wing is sort of your signature look. Is it still mm. your signature look, or do you have something else you love to do as well? Oh no, the, the wing is my look. But I, the, the wings gradually gotten a bit thinner though. Like I feel like I started out with these big Amy Winehouse wings, which is why when I, <laughs> which is why when I brought out the quick flick, I brought out like the grand and the modest size, which are the largest yeah. like yeah. star wings now. Um, and then we brought out like the petite, which was the smaller, and then recently to the point, which is the real thin wing. Mm. Um, so I only really wear to the point at the moment. Um, so I feel like my wing has gradually gotten a bit thinner, so, <laughs> but still my signature look. <laughs> and you mentioned that um, Huda Katan is one of your idols. Have you always mm. been into beauty? Um, yeah, I think, well, from a young age, like I kind of learned how to do makeup from watching YouTube tutorials. I think Mm. as a lot of, you know, um, other women have, um, but I'd never like really saw it as like a career path. I think like, um, my mum was kind of always like, you know, you need to go to uni and get like a real job, you know, (laughs) like they, you know, when I sort of started saying, oh, I'm going to. Um, not use my degree in architecture and start selling eyeliners. Everyone thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of just fell into it, I think, and it's all worked out really well. Was there anyone on YouTube that you uh, looked up to when you were growing up? You know, you mentioned you sort of learnt some tips from from them. Yeah, um, I watched like a whole variety of people. Like I, I've always taken inspiration from quite a few people. Um, I always enjoyed watching, like, the Pixie Woo channel, the two sisters. Mm. I really liked them. Um, I just think, like, their looks are just so classy and timeless. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I do really enjoy them. And I also like that they're, like, um, entrepreneurs themselves, like, with their line of yeah. products and their brushes. Um, yeah, so I, guess I would probably say them, actually, yeah. Yeah. And so are they still kind of your inspiration? Are you still going to them for tips and tricks? Um, oh, you know what? I don't have time to watch YouTube <laughs> tutorials anymore. Uh, I know. Um, uh, yeah, I get, I do uh, get asked a lot, like, who's your inspiration? But I genuinely take inspiration from like a whole range of people. Like, I can't say there's just one person who I'm like, I want to be like you, you know? Mm. Um, which I think is good because like, it's, it's all about being yourself as well and, and taking influences from a variety of different sources, not just one source. Um, because essentially then you're just replicating someone yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say, like, definitely take inspiration from, like, other business women as well. Like, I'm in a few business women groups um, and, like, just hearing other people's stories and learning what they're doing I find really, really inspiring. So, mm. yeah. So we should talk about your brand new baby, the Beauty Free. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We are very excited that this is launched. How did you kind of come up with the concept? Um, yeah, no, good question. So um, Beauty Fridge kind of came about. So I like to sit online a little bit and watch like trends. Um, yeah. And I saw a lot of people end of last year were, you know, on blogging and writing about um, this trend of storing skincare products in their kitchen fridge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, interesting. And the reason for that was because 
a lot of brands these days um, are becoming more, you know, health conscious, not putting as many preservatives in their products. There's a lot higher active ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in like hotter countries, i.e. Australia, mm-hmm. um, you know, in peak summer, you're spending hundreds of dollars on skincare products and they can go off or go rancid essentially. Um, And then I started noticing people were buying these like fridges off Amazon, but they weren't branded as like beauty fridges. They were just like Coke fridges or beer fridges and they were like horrible looking like Red Bull fridges. And I was like (laughs) – I was like, I want one, but I'm not putting that in my bathroom because it looks hideous. <laughs> um, and then so I started trying to, you know, find like a pretty fridge, like an aesthetically pleasing fridge, and there was literally nothing out there. Um, and I was like, wow, gap in the market, you know, like people want these little fridges for their mm-hmm. bathrooms, but there's nothing that's actually branded as, you know, a beauty fridge or a skincare fridge. Um, so that's kind of when, yeah, I started working on it, I suppose. Um really quickly actually um I you know quite it was good because I had you know my quick flick team so I sort of pulled them out of quick flick for a little bit and was like this is your next project (laughs) (laughs) um so we really quickly like worked on the design and the packaging sent it all off yeah um and yeah I think I actually put up a Instagram post on my personal Instagram the other day it was quite crazy reflecting on it but I flew to um, Brisbane about 10 weeks ago now and I, I took a photo of my suitcase and I had packed three of like the original um, beauty fridges yeah. in my suitcase um, and then that was to fly over to um, Brisbane to showcase it to the Priceline expedition Yeah. Um, and then literally the other day um, we were shipping like 40 foot shipping containers stocked up with beauty fridges like thousands and thousands of units so in that 10 weeks it's just blown up so it's clearly a need for it (laughs) oh my gosh yes when you were talking about um you know girls with red bull fridges and all of that my friend actually has one of those tiny little vb fridges you know the beer (laughs) she's been storing her sheet masks and and all of that in there Nah, she needs a beauty fridge. <laughs> we all need a beauty fridge. I was looking yeah. at them and I was like, I can cover it with vinyl from Kmart. It'll be cuter. Like I'll have to DIY it, but I'll get yeah. there. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, did you yourself used to keep products in the fridge? Yeah, I did a few things. Um, like Lush products actually say on the side of the um, the bottle, like we advise to keep this in your fridge. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I I did some research because I was kind of like, well, in your fridge, what temperature, you know? Mm. Um, and sure enough, a lot of skin, um, a lot of kitchen fridges, um, the temperature is actually too low to store skincare products in. So mm. by putting them in your kitchen fridge, you can actually essentially freeze the ingredients or kill them. Um, so your product becomes useless. So I guess with, with the beauty fridge, we made sure it was actually constantly running at four degrees, which is like cool enough to preserve like the products in, and extend the product shelf life, but not cool enough to actually like freeze it. Does that make sense? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Very interesting. I didn't actually know that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I was kind of like, well, there you go. You know, you, you could be spending all this money um, and then think you're doing the right thing. You're just yeah. destroying it. <laughs> and you're destroying your product, yeah. Uh, so if you could only pick one thing, all of the makeup or all of the skincare in the world, which would you choose? Uh, definitely eyeliner. <laughs> 
Winged eyeliner. Do your whole face with eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, yeah, very quick. <laughs> no, it has um, to be eyeliner. Do you have any tips for anyone um, who wants to start their own beauty empire? I know on your Instagram you're very vocal about, you know, hoping to, you know, encourage young people to, mm. to chase their goals and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely I am quite an advocate for that. Um, I think sometimes we spend too long thinking about like the what ifs and what if I fail rather than thinking on the positives of like what if I succeed and not focusing on that enough. Um, mm. I would, yeah, I would definitely say like honestly it's it's nothing's like easier when you just do it. <laughs> um, sometimes the Sometimes the pain is in actually thinking about it. When you actually get started, like that's when the real fun and magic really happens. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would, and I think a lot of the times um, we, yeah, we're just, we're just too hard on ourselves and we overthink things. Um, and also, I would say, sounds funny, but I, I think when I started, not actually sharing my ideas with too many people didn't allow people to get into my head. And I think sometimes yeah. we take on the influence of other people too much mm. and we worry too much about what other people think. Um, and I, I think that definitely worked in my favor. Just, I went out and did what I felt like doing. Um, yeah. and when, by the time people found out I'd already launched, there was nothing that they could have really said that would have stopped me from launching. Um, and I think that's a big one. And I noticed it a lot, you know, um, recently I've, I feel like I've, completely changed the circle of people who I'm around and I recently split up from my partner but I think it was a real filtration process of people who didn't really have the best intentions in my life and I feel like sometimes even though people might be our friends and even family sometimes they want you to be successful but as soon as you start being more successful than them it becomes a problem and I noticed that a lot with people around me that they were kind of happy for me but when it started getting to this bigger point um that it was all, it almost turned the happiness turned to jealousy. Um, so I think be really careful about who you surround yourself with because they, I think they say you become the five people that you hang around with essentially. Um, so really making sure you have that, you know, strong support network, um, to support you throughout your business journey, I think is critical. Um, and it can really make or break you as a person as well. Ooh. Wow. I mean, uh, this is obviously one of the reasons why you've been named um, Visionary Woman of the Year. It's <laughs> such an incredible accomplishment. What does mm. it mean to you to, that you're carrying that crown? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a humble person. So when people ask these <laughs> questions, I'm like, I don't know. It's all about you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I enjoy kind of being a role model, especially as a younger person. Um, I enjoy being a role model, um, especially like when when I I recently won the EY award um, for emerging female entrepreneur, and I rocked up with my team, and it was literally like it was just a room full of middle aged men in business suits, <laughs> and we rocked up like these young girls yep. giggling and laughing with like, your eyeliner on, taking yeah. the room. <laughs> Yeah, literally. And I, I kind of liked that, you know, like I feel there's this perception of being successful. It only sort of comes at a like a later stage in your life. And I feel like maybe younger entrepreneurs are a little bit underrepresented. Mm. Um, so I kind of like that I can sort of be the proof in the pudding of you can be successful and have a successful business at 100%. a young age, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what about 
future, Iris? Do you have any goodies mm, coming up yes. that you can let us in on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, so with Quick Flick, um, I guess what I want to take the Quick Flick is not just an eyeliner brand. So the whole concept of, you know, the Quick Flick is quick, easy, simple to use, yep. um, you know, two-in-one product. So I guess kind of doing that for all sort of parts of the face. So, you know, Ooh. eyebrows, lips, yeah, whatever it is. How do we look at, you know, eyebrows? How have we always done it? How can we do it differently so that it's quicker and easier um, and more, you know, it, it kind of saving money as well? I feel like a lot of cosmetic pro- um, companies selling us four different products for the one um, thing, and we're paying yes. $30 when you could just probably buy one that has all of those things in it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess that's sort of where I want to take quick flick, that whole concept of quick beauty. Um, and then with Beauty Fridge, I would love to actually, you know, depending on how things go, I would love to create like a curated line of skincare that's specially formulated to be stored in your Beauty Fridge. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole sort of range. So you're buying the Beauty Fridge and then you purchase the products to actually store in it and they have, you know, less preservatives, higher active ingredients um, and are designed to actually be refrigerated as well. So we'll Amazing. see. <laughs> we'll have to keep our eyes very peeled for all of this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. So now we have to end, unfortunately, with our rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. <laughs> if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your oh. life, what would it be? <laughs> um, eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> what one word would you use to describe your beauty routine? Quick. <laughs> your biggest beauty fail ever? Um, dyeing my hair black. <laughs> the, the, emo, the emo phase of 2007. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Familiar with A that. strong mood. <laughs> yeah. The beauty trend you've never quite mastered? I don't know if it's a beauty trend, maybe a fashion trend, like baggy clothes. Mm, yeah. I just, I can't pull can't it off. It. Like no. I have to wear skin tight clothes. I don't know. Yeah. And when do you feel you're most beautiful? Oh, good question. Um, I would say actually recently, this isn't a rapid fire answer, is it? Um, <laughs> we'll let it slide. I would, say, I would say recently I actually have become more accepting of myself without makeup, to be honest. Um, it depends. Like if I'm going for natural beauty, I actually prefer to not wear any makeup, like nothing. Yeah. Um which beforehand would never have been like that. Like I literally remember going to the shops once without makeup and looking up at up the ground because I didn't want anyone to look at me because I felt so ugly without makeup. Um, but recently I would probably say maybe without makeup. I don't know. I feel like that's going against everything I believe. I don't know. <laughs> Here you go, girl. And our very, very last question. If you could go back and give your 16-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Hmm. Um, believe in yourself more. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Iris. Thanks, really appreciate Iris. it. Oh, thank you so much. I had lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> My face feels so bland now. I need some wing liner. I'm just upset because Iris and I are the same age and she's who I want to be when I grow up. You- but uh, but we're the same age. <laughs> You've already grown up. We're, I grew up with her. <laughs> we're the same age. Oh, that's all the time we have today, girlfriends. But please make sure you subscribe 
so you never miss an episode. Indeed, indeed. Please rate and review the podcast. It means we can get into more ear holes each and every week. Plus, maybe we'll make it onto a chart one day. Ooh. Ooh. And don't forget to jump on Instagram at Beauty Boss Podcast. And make sure you DM us. Tell us what you want to hear and who you want to hear it from. Indeed. Next episode, we will be bringing you another interview with another one of our favourite mm-hmm. girl bosses. So make sure you tune in. But until then, try keeping your nail polishes in a fridge. It helps them not get so chunky and separated. Bye. Bye.